everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of What You Think. And two hours prior to this, I didn't even know we were going to have a show this week. But here we are. And today, we are going to be talking, first of all, about the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that dropped on Wednesday and blew my mind. And then we're also going to talk about other shows that are coming out, like the Better Call Saul trailer just came out. I was super hyped for that. Jang literally just watched it like two minutes ago, um, that sort of thing. And then we're also just going to dive into a bit more about the Batman, anything that we wanted to say last week that we couldn't say last week because spoilers are a problem. I really did not expect it to come out now because I just kind of kind of like yeah 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 we always hear about obi-wan obi-wan i've been hearing about obi-wan for like four years i think now no that's why uh, when you text the group about obi-wan i i was just like all oh, right another rumor and then but it was actually like they actually said something important so I was, I was it like, wasn't okay. something important Let's it was go. a trailer for one and i was like <laughs> oh shit we've, we've, it's becoming oh my spoon just cackled there but it's finally becoming real and oh my i, I was extremely happy happy with the trailer because a lot of the problems that I had prior to this like is he just going to be stuck on Tatooine for six episodes yawn that's boring it looks uh, like that's not the case we see new worlds we are going to get a lot of good saber fights I think with the Inquisitors so I'm going to just talk a bit more about later about things that really stood out to me but Jang what you think of Obi-Wan uh, the first half was good. Then when I saw the Inquisitors, I don't know why yeah, it just put me off. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch Rebels. I saw the scene where the you Inquisitors saw the spinning used the, yeah the fucking oh helicopter yeah shit. <laughs> so like I saw that. So um, that's all I know about the Inquisitors. Just <laughs> no, but you, so, you played for another when... what? Oh, those yeah. are those oh, were yeah, Inquisitors. Those... those were the. Oh, Trilla oh. Shun- Sundari, Sundari, and the big uh monster-looking thingy. The big, the, the talk. Oh, very oh yeah, those like... guys were Inquisitors too. Hey, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, those are... <laughs> yeah, yeah, those those guys were those were good Inquisitors. But that that guy with the two um, what do you call that? The you grand know, the two Inquisitor. Red lines. Yeah, the Grand, the grand Inquisitor. Inquisitor. Yeah, I don't like that guy. <laughs> Everyone else is cool, but that guy, I'm like, hmm. So like, uh, overall, the show was. The, the trailer the show. was the, the trailer looked good especially at the start uh, mm. I I do agree with you the fact that why I like let's not be on Tatooine for so long you know let, let's explore the worlds and stuff like that which they look like they're gonna do so alright looking good uh, Inquisitor I don't know what they're gonna do with them but let's go let's see what happens <laughs> like, I, I'm probably not as excited as you about uh, I would say right now if you asked me if I could watch Obi-Wan or I don't know Avatar 2 maybe or Doctor Strange 2 I would probably say that I want to see Obi-Wan right now because oh. you know when you finally see something and it just like makes sense to you like when I see Ewan McGregor again I'm like oh man that, that man has not lost a step and it's insane to think that it's been 2002 2022 minus 2005 quick maths that is 17 years i believe yes 17 years since revenge of the sith and he you just see you see the trailer and you're like that's fucking obi-wan kenobi (laughs) no other question (laughs) see the inquisitors i'm a bit confused by because uh I, i think this isn't a spoiler to say but the grand inquisitor actually dies in rebels oh that's nice that's one Number two, you know the Inquisitor who looks like... No, you, you, we saw Han Solo in the trailer. You, you saw him, right? Was he there? Oh, Jesus Yeah, Christ. Han Solo, I mean. As in the guy from the Fast and Furious movies. 
Sung Kang, Han oh. Siolo. Oh, oh, that guy. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So he also is an Inquisitor in Star Wars Rebels who died. Okay. So I'm just confused. Uh, so I'm going to assume the lady dies. I think her name is Riva. I'd say she looked like the best Inquisitor. Because uh, she looked badass, menacing. You just felt that sort of uh, prowess, I guess? I don't know. You, you felt like, oh, she was a badass when she walked into the room. And you know that shot where the, I think, yeah, Riva's her name is staring down Uncle Owen? I was like, oh, this is cool. You know what I mean? I can feel some tension, that sort of thing. How about you? Did any of the Inquisitors at least stand out to you? Or you're like, no, none of these people look cool? <laughs> um, The... I'm not not really stand out, but they are just all right. Mm. <laughs> what I mean, it's just like they're there, okay. Like the red lightsaber, of course, is I I love the red lightsabers. Like red red lightsabers are just the nicest color. So like, uh, yeah, just seeing though, but them as characters, I mean, not really anything for me. I, just, I thought his like, voice right. was menacing, though. I believe he's not in the Rebel show. It's Lucius Malfoy who does the voice for the Grand Inquisitor. Here it's... Ah, I can't remember the actor's name, but I, I thought it was menacing. I like that line of dialogue. What was it? The Jedi is like an itch. All you have to do is do something good and it draws them out. I was like, ooh, that's going to be fun. But I just uh, really hope that Obi-Wan does some... I think it's a Boba Fett problem now. There seems to be a lot in the show that I hope it never loses focus on Obi-Wan Kenobi. You get what I mean? <laughs> and now that we also saw an mm-hmm, image yes. of Darth Vader coming out, uh, there's a lot in this show that could simply turn into the cameo show but I think most people are here to see Ewan, more Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan so never lose sight of that but I have faith in uh, Deborah Chow and all that good stuff and uh, for me I think the coolest shot in this uh, trailer was the one where Obi-Wan is shooting behind the box I think and you get like a pan from left to right and he's like using oh, a blaster yeah. and he's like playing around with the blaster so I'm like this could make for some really cool fun exciting interesting action scenes uh, with Obi-Wan without a lightsaber because when he ignites a lightsaber that's like a red flag all the way you know <laughs> that people will be like wait 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 cannot. that draws attention but if he's in hiding then he has to get creative and of course there's that iconic line in episode 3 where he has to use a blaster to defeat General Grievous and he goes so uncivilized, civilized. So that, that's going to be a, a lot of fun but also there was a Entertainment Weekly article that came out where they just had a bunch of interviews with the uh, creators, actors of the Obi-Wan show and I thought that was some pretty interesting things I'm just going to uh, take out from here. So this actually was supposed to be a movie, that's confirmed mm. but uh, if I'm not mistaken, then after Solo flopped, they Quickly, they like... retooled it. They retooled <laughs> it to a Disney Plus show. But they were like, uh, "Oh no!" Some of the original ideas for the show, I am so glad that they did not come to fruition because the original ideas mostly had him stuck on Tatooine, you know, like dealing with the hearts and all that. So it sounds mm. very Boba Fett, and we're all just so bored of Tatooine at this point, especially after <laughs> Boba Fett and Mandalorian. So the faster he leaves Tatooine, the better. I feel. And mm. here's just some interesting quotes from the creators. Uh, so I guess we can get in that mind frame of what to expect. So the six episode series focuses on that journey from pain to at least a modicum of peace. When we last saw Obi-Wan in the prequels, he's very emotional. <laughs> so emotional, says Harold. <laughs> There's a passion to him. And when we get to him to see him again in New Hope, he is the Zen master. 
that was the story that I wanted to understand. What had happened to Obi-Wan between the guy that Ewan had brought to life and the guy that Sir Alec Guinness brought to life? And when you put it like that, actually, I, I think we have a very interesting show. And I never considered it from that aspect, you know? Because when episode three ends and he's looking off into Luke, I just assume he already became that position, you know? I mean, like, eh, you know? I'm transitioning mm. into Alec Guinness. Like, he just stayed there for 19 years. But to see... <laughs> he just stayed there for 19 years. <laughs> to see that journey, I think, will be very interesting. Does this quote at least increase your excitement or give you a new perspective on stuff maybe you didn't expect when it came to the Kenobi no, but- show? No, but the main thing, like, I think I said this a few episodes ago when we were talking about Obi-Wan, is that I, I really like that story from the Clone Wars about how um, Yoda found out oh. about, mm. yeah, l- learn how to level up and become Force Ghost. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they did allude to it, like, uh, you know, how Yoda was My like, oh, alive. Uh, mm, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, like, uh, that was, that to me is the most appealing story because yeah. to me, it pushes Obi-Wan to learn more even though you know Jedi Master everything but there's still this thing that he needs to learn how to do and that's why and it will make sense why he was so okay to let Vader just <laughs> eat him so like uh, that was mm. more the storyline I was looking for but uh, mm. uh, I don't think looking at how it's going I don't think they can squeeze that in with all the stuff they're trying to do so like um, that might be a good season oh, well, too, but uh, it, it doesn't seem it's I, I, anything can be told interestingly but that obviously would be fun to see maybe like a bonus episode where he talks to Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon because that scene in Mortis where they had like a little chat wasn't that great that was great yeah and, that was nice that's why no and that also uh, alludes to like Ryan Johnson's uh, Last Jedi you know how the force is not good or evil you ones. know that yeah the, the more that that middle ground thing with the force which I, I really liked when he that Ryan Johnson was trying to bring that concept in so it wasn't it's it wasn't an opportunity for them to do it in Obi Wan, but they didn't. So okay, now mine. We'll but... see. I have faith in uh, Kenobi. And also this is also another interesting quote I picked out. Uh when he first came on set for us, it definitely had a very special feeling. The first time I saw him in costume, he was towering over me. He was literally almost twice my size, Charles says of Christensen. So talk, um Deborah Charles talking about Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. It's really mm. intense to have such an iconic character and then to be directing him and doing new scenes with him. I do remember poor Ewan on that day being like, what am I, chopped liver? So that's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm like, uh, oh no, I'm scared now. Remember this show's Obi-Wan, not Darth Vader. We got like six movies of Darth Vader already. <laughs> as big of a Darth Vader fan I am. But yeah, I'm not going to be worried right now because I remember... I don't know if you remember this, but when the No Way Home press interview was coming out, I think there was even a quote where they didn't know what they were doing or they were rewriting the scenes on set. And I was like, uh, what the fuck? Panic, panic. Because I think a lot of the discourse we had about No Way Home was this could either be the best thing ever or the most nonsensical thing ever. And we are happy to report uh, that three months on, it is the best thing ever. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it's coming out on digital 22nd of March. So listeners, if you if you want to watch it again, it's coming out in 20, 22nd March. So. I thought it was coming Useful out digital earlier. Is it? I'm not quite sure, but that's interesting. But I, yeah, wrote, I wrote it down to 22 because I was because I really want to watch yeah, right. it. Yeah, 22nd March digital, April 4th on Blu-ray. Mm, very nice. But mm. what I was going to say, uh, what are your expectations when it comes to Darth Vader in the show? <laughs> now, um, are you surprised honest, he's in it this much? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want him there. I mean, like you said, he's we've we've had enough, enough of Vader. Like maybe a like maybe a cameo. Maybe like he he, nah, he like almost cross paths. Like like oh, like you know, like Obi Wan just escapes. Story? Just uh, no, I haven't seen. Okay, no, yeah. there's no, a, there's but a like, scene where the two two characters just they they almost meet, but they just like cross paths because they don't even see each other. It's quite funny. In no, like uh, Obi Wan can't walk past Vader and just be like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, like, like, like Vader's making his way like in the market or something, and then just Obi Wan just, just like, walking opposite past directions." Excuse me. <laughs> like, Excuse me. Right, <laughs> so, like, sorry, sorry, upstanding. No, system. it's more like, uh, what is that? Obi Wan, we gotta go now, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then like the door starts opening, and then you can see Vader's feet, and he's just like, oh, "Okay, ciao," and he just jumps off or something and leaves, and then Vader gets here like, hmm. I think someone I knew was here, but never mind. <laughs> like, you know, I felt the presence continue. not since. <laughs> I haven't felt the presence like while. this since. <laughs> I love that scene in the new world where he just like. Hmm. I think the presence I've not felt since, and he just like stares around, just walks away, like. And all the times are like, fuck. No, I like how he looks around. He's just like, hmm, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> like, this is weird. And he didn't even bother to finish his sentence because it's not like if he says, like, Obi Wan, the, the stormtrooper is going to be like, yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that guy, I remember him. <laughs> so it doesn't, it yeah. I mean. No, but uh, everything that we've heard of, it's either we're mm-hmm. gonna get flashbacks. That's for one, and we we are promised a lightsaber fight between the two of them. I don't know. I, I if we can see, if we can see a different dimension to Darth Vader, like we see for the Batman. You know, you know how we're like, I don't wanna see Batman again, but this Batman is able to tell something. Uh, an interesting way of retelling a story with, from a new yeah, angle. but Batman is fresh because like he's the co- it's a completely different universe and it's a completely different thing. But with with uh Darth Vader like no Darth no, Vader. no 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 it's already part of new new hope. We already know no, where he's gonna be no, at. No, we no, know no, how. No no no. no. <laughs> okay, I, I'm okay. Gonna then come. we're gonna get a completely new Vader. He's no. gonna be like, "What's up, boys?" <laughs> and he's gonna be spinning like helicopters. What's up, my <laughs> and he's gonna be spinning double la- lasers. <laughs> and then he's gonna have a brand new suit. You know, he's gonna change into like a freaking. <laughs> have you seen? Didn't know I was acrobatic this whole time. <laughs> Start spinning upside down. <laughs> yes, if he's gonna if be show completely different. Boy. This show doesn't have Darth Vader. The Inquisitors or like in the V. <laughs> V formation or with spinny lightsabers, this show will have been a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, he's got brand just, new like mask. It's like he's all like hardcore and shit. And then before New Hope, he's just like, she don't like that. <laughs> he just says, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm being comp- okay. Here's the thing: we've seen Anakin Skywalker, but we've never seen Anakin Skywalker struggling to be Darth Vader. If that makes sense, or dealing with that, you know, him. Anakin Skywalker still over a bit of Anakin still there. Get what I mean? Because how do you go from Obi Wan saying "You are my brother, Anakin. I loved you" to an episode four is like "Only a master of evil, Darth." You know what I mean? There's something. There's something there. That there's a transition that I think maybe still hasn't been explored. And I'm going to give credit to the uh, directors and writers and the filmmakers and the actors of this show to surprise me and wow me because uh, as a Star Wars fan. Give give us something really good, you know what I mean? No, but even the dialogue between um Obi Wan and yeah. Vader in the New Hope, new hope. it did. When it I does, left you, I was but when um, I left you, yeah, I yeah. was but the learner. Now I am the master, only a master. Yeah, that sounds so like I haven't seen you at all since you cut off my legs. No, but I, I <laughs> it doesn't sound it. like oh yeah, I remember I saw you like ten years ago. What's up, bro? <laughs> Like, you know, it's not like I was even when we fought back then, I was still learning, bro. But now, you know, I know what I'm doing. Like, 
it's very it's very dicey I'll say that like you start to go like yeah really but as the kids say pandai pandai lah you know <laughs> no that's why you know like even with um the first episode in episode, in episode had, six Starkiller yeah Starkiller like that one is a completely different thing if you get what I mean like uh yeah he's had Ahsoka before as an apprentice but this yeah, but, one he's like he's trying to train him for a different dark purpose, side purposes you know what I mean so like it's <laughs> dark purposes but like. No, but that that was a different side of Vader, kind of like, I I guess, but it, it had nothing to do with Obi Wan, and like tying in with New Hope. You know what I mean? Like it it had nothing to do with the New Hope and the movies. This was kind of Vader's side project. Well, for while yeah, it was but, going, I mean, <laughs> he just the, had Star Killer for the loss, so it was it's fine. A, it's a, so it's then a when they do look back yeah. to New Hope, it's fine. But yeah, it's a fun story that I doesn't. Just... Doesn't need him to do like develop or anything, so that when he he appears in New Hope, it's not like, it's not like something oh, like what happened here. But with Obi Wan, it's it's like they really need to make sure that he doesn't change. <laughs> they have to really make sure that whatever he's they say to each other doesn't, yeah, change him. If you get what I mean, no, it's <laughs> because like one of the, in New one Hope of the, he doesn't change. One of the funniest things in the Clone Wars is that Anakin and General Grievous can never meet just because. Of the dialogue in episode three, right? Where you know, general the, the first time they meet, yes, is in yes, exactly. Three. Yeah, yeah, it, it sh- has to be like, oh, I've never met sh- you before. You're shorter than I expected. So in the whole of the Chrome Wars, like they, they always just like almost <laughs> yeah, they just go right past them. each other, just just so <laughs> like, and they talk about each other all the time, like it's just like Skywalker, and then like <laughs> you got and again, it's, it's like Reverse, like you know, but then they really cannot meet because of uh, <laughs> so it's the same thing going on. Yeah, exactly. They can't, but, they really cannot affect. But the thing in the Clone Wars is that it's just really funny yeah, you know like lol, just because Josh Lucas wrote that line they're like constrained so I trust the did they talk to each other? no like, like they, on, they, on, they on, never have I think in the Clone Wars oh, okay. I don't think so but maybe I, I think talking to each other is fine they just can't meet each other because you're know, you're shorter than I expected we force path like three a lot of times, huh? This you blew up a lot of my ships. Yes, you have you, you blew <laughs> I saw you fly past my bridge once. <laughs> like literally I saw your ship right past my head. Uh, but nice, but we haven't nice. met really, 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 really. Nice you know, I, I really haven't met you. <laughs> so it's like everyone after online this classes is, for really the first time I met you. <laughs> after two years of online yeah, yeah, everyone's exactly. just like hey Skywalker, hey Grievous. Hey. <laughs> like uh, that's why when I did go back to, uh, this is a personal thing but like, let's just for fun like when I did go back to class and meet all my friends uh, they were just they were checking like who, who knows who and then like I was just like I have never met this man in my life because never it's true <laughs> I really have not met this man but I know him better than some of my friends so like <laughs> so uh, yeah no it's the, it's the same concept they have to really be like I hope you don't I mean me no idea who you <laughs> not you la, but, oh, no, but it's basically <laughs> No, but it's basically that with, with Obi-Wan and Vader, whatever they do, it has to, even if they're going to do something like a lightsaber fight, like how? Like how? Really? I, I, how? I trust, oh, I trust how can they move? I trust, Dave is there, so he's probably giving them pointers, you know? But you know, yeah. you know, that's about this is the thing. We always like to praise Dave Filoni, like Dave Filoni, legend, Honey. you know what I mean? Legend. But then, we forget Star Wars Rebels with the stupid helicopters. <laughs> It's like that we, man we, we, has flaws. Like, <laughs> there were lapses in judgment. It's like we're always like, wow, that guy, he, he, the heir apparent to George Lucas, and then we take ourselves. I want, no, really, like, 
What he went must, through your mind? Watch that back and just be like perfection, <laughs> and then just like roll with it. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, like, like yeah. Even with Ryan Johnson, I know we we you hey. don't you love him, but I I diss him for Last Jedi. Then I watched Knives Out, Knives and Out. I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> what 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 happened to you, man? <laughs> what happened to you in in Star Wars? Before <laughs> you you can make good movies. What happened? <laughs> like, so like. Oh well, let's see what happens. We'll what, see. What they we'll do. be watching, in the words of Palpatine, we'll be watching your career with great interest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I thought we wanted to get into a spiel about Better Call Saul, but there's not really much to say about the trailer. But I was excited. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be great because I think this show is as good as Breaking Bad. You know, um, but it's managed I, to, to. It's been too it's, long. It's been way too long that I. Be hundred percent honest. I forgot what happened last last few seasons. Like I really uh, forgot. Like when I was watching the trailer, it was more like, oh yeah, this guy's here. Oh no, yeah, this was two years, there. If I'm not mistaken, right? Usually shows come out in the span of one year. I, okay, maybe it's not as high. Like the height of Breaking Bad is you know, or Mendes directed by Ryan Johnson. That oh. final <laughs> bit of Breaking Bad. So hey, Ryan Johnson, what happened, bro? I, I'm not gonna say it's it's as a hit as the highs of Breaking Bad, but. In terms of quality, it's been consistently amazing. Consistent, no, but my point yeah. of bringing Better Call Saul is we are going to eat good. We have Moon Knight coming out on March 30th, Better Call Saul April, Obi-Wan in May, and then The Boys in June. So, wow, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, hopefully, on the What You Think podcast. Woo-hoo. But the next thing I'm going to... Do you have anything to say about any other shows besides that? Or are you just going to be like, it's going to be a good few months? Let's go. Yeah, really, Better Call Saul. I watched the trailer. Sorry, I have forgotten everything. And it was more of just like, oh yeah, this guy's here. Like, that guy's I here. It's, and that, it's just like and curiosity about what's going to happen to Nacho, what's going to happen to Kim Wexler. No, it, yeah, it was when I first that, watched yeah. Better Call Saul and we watched till the, the final season, like, not final season, but the, the last season, I was very interested in like what happens to Kim and things yeah. like that. But it's been so long that... I I'm think that's like, fair, yeah. What? It's kind of like it's kind of like, like oh right, I guess I'll see yeah. him. I'll see what when, happened to her. When Avatar two comes out, we're gonna be like, oh yeah, these fucks. <laughs> when we see those yeah. blue aliens again. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys. I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it's it's unfortunately been too long. Oh, and uh, now this is a small thing which I don't know whether it's worth bringing up, but um, Top Gun Ma- Maverick. I, and they say I go on tangents to me like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, but what the fuck happened to that movie? Like it yeah, played I mean, in IMAX trailers so many times, and yeah, and oh, and my dad was really hyped. I don't know why he was so hyped, but to be fair, he was born but, in the eighties. So I think my dad as well. Yeah, you but know, it just it's old, that movie, movie just man. dropped off the grid. Uh, like completely, like they really f- Let me just completely did not bother to market it or anything since okay, like so- they were. Yeah, it was like May 2020 was supposed to come out or something. And now That's it's 2022. The happened? first trailer actually came out in July 18, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> exactly called, what? They're they, called Orders Memory. They just completely yes, forgot about we it. No, No, what do you mean we I forgot? Know, I know. I, like, don't, I don't understand what you mean by forgot. No, no, I, I do understand like they, they don't want to launch it because they're scared of, you know, won't make them much money in the box office. But mm. um, it's been two years and uh, Spider-Man has uh, luckily brought everyone back to the cinema. <laughs> so, uh, and Batman now, I think, also bringing people back to the cinema. So, um, I think it's, uh, what no, it's the coming fuck, out soon. Bro? It's coming out soon. It's coming out May 27, 2022. It's coming out literally in two months. 
Well, they say, and so but so no, they say it's no. They kept pushing it back. They were just yeah, like, I oh, agree. Because um, if I'm looking, I just want to the wiki. I'm looking back at Wikipedia. Top Gun Maverick was originally scheduled to be released on July 12, 2019, and then in August 2018, it was delayed to June 26, 2020, and then on March 2nd, they moved it. Uh, yeah, so they keep the, moving wait, this, it. This, so is, like... this is the dumbest thing. It was delayed to June 26, 2020. On March 2nd, 2020, Paramount moved the film up two days early on June 4, 24, 2020. Why the fuck you move it up two days <laughs> in March? Yes, and that then, will make a significant difference. <laughs> and then here, here's the kicker. On April uh, 2nd, 2020, it was delayed to December 23 due to the ongoing COVID pandemic. When they all thought December 2023, December 2020 would all be okay. Yeah, yeah you thought... <laughs> and then it was supposed to come out July 2nd, 2021 and then Tenet kind of flopped and then they moved it in April to November 19th and then September 1st so the last time they moved it was September 1st, 2021 to May 27th, 2022 so I, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's going to keep that release date I think <laughs> look at the track record does it look like it's going <laughs> to 2030 still trying to so once, <laughs> still it's, moving the gun. it's only once we get a new trailer then we'll be like okay set the hell you know what I mean all I know is I'm tired of seeing yeah. the they're called all this maverick I'm like yes it is but at least the jet engine sound is always yes nice, that yeah. is so nice in IMAX. IMAX and every time you see it my dad's first question to me is where's this movie <laughs> like <laughs> like wasn't it supposed to come out two years ago uh, then like, no, I think the worst the worst ones were Alita Battle Angel and New Mutants. Oh. I'd say those two were the most like... Because those trailers were just kind of annoying after a while, I think. Yeah. Especially you and Alita Battle Angel, I remember. Alita? Oh my god. They I will come that. for you. I hated it. <laughs> what was I that? What's the song? So much. Oh, what's that song? What's the I song? Don't, I no, no, I don't care. I don't. don't I don't want to hear that song. No, shut up. I have watched it. We had to watch that trailer for like a year. <laughs> oh my god. That's why I, when we were watching movies together, I would purposely say, "Let's be late," <laughs> because I just want to make sure we enter before. <laughs> like even when we are going to go into the hall and we hear that song Alita? playing, I'm just like, "I need to go toilet. I, I have to. I have to pee." <laughs> you remember that ASDF like, oh movie of the guy like snapping his own neck? So every time you hear Alita, yeah, just... they will come for you. You just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, just cancerous. But oh well. Uh, well, that's we'll a bit see. harsh. It was pretty good, but I'll say watching that movie was a lot of fun. I I, I enjoyed watching that movie with you, because I remember I you were not. just like laughing your ass off. You're just like, what the fuck is this nonsense? No, I'm just like, why am I wasting my money, my life sitting here watching this trash? <laughs> but oh well. Directed by everyone's favorite Robert Rodriguez. Uh, oh, yeah. but anyway um, Mans really wanted to talk about the Batman spoiler review <laughs> that he scheduled this thing two hours ago so I'm gonna pass it on to you first what are you chomping at the bit to talk about with the Batman that you couldn't talk about last week as you smile at me looking like the unseen Arkham prisoner <laughs> no okay we're recording I was so scared I was Elf like... no why Alfred was <laughs> What? Why was Alfred there? Like, like his only purpose in the whole film to me was just to make Batman scared. Like, Batman was just a dick to him. Like, I, I, that was the thing that bothered me the most. Does it still bother you after the second time? It was how they kind of dissed him. Oh, uh, you're not a Wayne. Yeah, like, he's just like, you're not a Wayne. Uh, you're not my father. You know, he just keeps 
just just punching Alfred and Alfred is just taking the hits and Alfred just like I'll solve the cipher for you and then he's just like mm. <laughs> it just continues it's like then when Alfred gets blown up he's like oh Alfred <laughs> but and then even when Alfred woke up he's just like you lied you to lied me, to me. Shit. <laughs> like, I feel so bad so for far. Alfred like he's just getting <laughs> destroyed by 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 um by this emo kid kid and he's not even triggered he's just like I'm sorry you needed a father and, and I couldn't be that father to you you so, know um, if, if it was that, Michael Caine it, I think we all would have been more sad but I think with Andy Serkis just playing that more subdued you know he's just like with Michael Caine he just looks more sad you know as an older man you're just like don't be me to Alfred like you know in the Dark Knight yeah Rises. yeah don't, don't hurt Alfred like, like Alfred's <laughs> nice he's, He's a good like, butler. <laughs> he's a good butler, but they were just so I can imagine when you were watching the Dark Knight Rises and Bruce is like, "How could you delete? What is it? How could you not delete. show me the letter from <laughs> Alfred?" He's like, oh, "I was trying to protect you." He's like, "Fuck you, Alfred." You're like, "You little shit, Bruce." <laughs> but the way Michael Caine <laughs> plays that is like, you're like, <laughs> right? No, yeah, I think it's also got something to do with how Andy Serkis played it, like with Michael, uh, Michael Michael Caine. <laughs> No, just I like even that. when he was, t- even when he said like, despite your pain, I burnt that like, like, just the, <laughs> I know, I know it's, <laughs> I, know. I know you can hear his damn voice, but like, just so powerful, like how he, he, he kind of regrets it, like you can hear in his voice, like he, he didn't want to do it, but he knew that he had to do it, you know what I, I mean, but with, with Andy Serkis, he's just, just there like, ah. Oh. You're, you're a celebrity aren't you <laughs> like and then just like you're not my father and it's like yeah I guess I'm not <laughs> like, he, he just he sounds so done like he's just like well I can't control you you know like you're, you're your own guy so I guess I'll help you where I can but if I can't you know log <laughs> that, that's him and then he's just like uh, do you care about your family's legacy no oh well <laughs> like, like he really just does not like he, he's so done with Batman I'm gonna counter that whole spiel later but I'm just gonna tie it back into Michael Keane's outfit because I just I just I, 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 you know what I really dislike when I see people when they want to praise the Batman they have the need to bring down the Nolan trilogy you know what I mean that's what it gets on my nerves. I will praise by praising Batman they're like ah, see Nolan didn't do this Nolan didn't do that I will that. not I will not stand for any Christopher Nolan the Dark Knight trilogy uh, any slander you can like both things equally and we gotta stop comparing them and after this I'm gonna actually sadly have to compare Paul Dano and Heath Ledger it's I get it it's hard but I think we come from a place of love uh, rather than like having the need <laughs> you just said to... don't compare and then you're just like no no okay, okay. I think comparing come. is inherently human to do that you know we compare people we compare food blah 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 but I think if we do that from a place of love rather than a place of hate like you know you don't have to say like yeah you see uh, Gotham City in Batman movies look like they just went to the US or some slum look at Matt Reeves I'm like you don't have to bring down one to bring up the other but I'll just say Michael Caine's outfit I just love him in the Dark Knight right just, uh, one of my favourite things you know I was at a cafe in France and then I, I, I had this vision it's over the titles <laughs> he just starts staring at me I just had to just thinking about that made me chuckle. He just stares at people. No, but you know what made me laugh at the end of the Dark Knight? I just how fast he drinks his drink. <laughs> no, just quickly. It's actually very nonsensical when I stop to think about it in a, in a like good a, way. No, it's I mean like every just, every minute he stays there is one euro or something. No, you know how like, like he just quickly. sits down, he orders his drink, he stares, he drinks, 
he stares at it, he just leaves him like, did you even finish your paper? But more so than that, I'm just curious about Bruce Wayne and Cat Asina Kai, like, well, were they just waiting for him? <laughs> I, I, I get the metaphor. See, the moment is incredibly powerful, you know? Like, you don't know how many times as a kid I just am nodding my... And even now, just nodding my head in people like the end of the day. I was just, but I just, it was only today I started thinking about... When you were mentioning Alfred and Michael Caine, I just stopped and thought about... Ah, did he wait, like, every day? Like, yeah, not today. Why is this? Fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> he has to sit directly. <laughs> and he goes to sleep. Like, it can't car, be planned, like... right? It's not like, I'll see you tomorrow at the cafe or something. <laughs> it's kind of just like, we just got to sit here. Why? Mm. Alfred's dream, lah. <laughs> <laughs> and then but, he's like, uh, oh, damn it. What if the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic happened? Ah, shit, got to cancel my plans. No. It's just... It's a powerful oh, moment, but when you start to talk about it, you're like, when you start to talk about it, it's like, lol. But anyway, let's go back to the Batman. I would disagree with you. Uh, no, but you can't, you say you're, are you disappointed with it or are you just pointing out that Alfred, uh, Bruce is a dick to Alfred and you feel bad for Alfred? Is that your point? <laughs> no, like, Or do you I not guess... like what the direction they went to with that Alfred and Bruce relationship? Or you wish that Alfred was featured more prominently in the movie? Because the are thing. like five they different fixed. things. <laughs> no, they fixed it at no, the that's end. That's the thing. They, yeah, they fixed it at the end yeah, when so. um when um uh Batman talked to Alfred and he cleared everything up and you know they had the heart to heart talk and then like it was good. They 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 fixed it. That's why it it, it no, was it's... okay. But the but for the first every time you movie, rewatch like, it, you're just like no why like really he's just so mean to no, him but that, that's the point like, which I, I I guess yeah. yeah he's supposed to be emo with him and everything but no but the Bruce that we meet is very I, secluded uh, from the world that Batman you know he's in the words of the Joker tattoo damaged <laughs> damaged <laughs> maybe he needed a tattoo to make it a bit more explicit no but that's why one of the aspects I love about this movie and I think how smart the writing was is that thawing of Batman, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Bruce becoming human again, if that makes sense. His relationship, exactly, that's why when... His um, relationship with Catwoman is one I love, you know? him, Especially when she takes the adrenaline pump at the end to save her or that... When he's able to express emotion as he's rushing to save Alfred because, you know, as the movie says, that's when he realizes everything. That, to me, is some of my favorite aspects of the film. So, I, I, I can see where you're coming from, but because it all kind of makes sense at the end, I'm totally fine with it and I think yeah, it makes uh, everything smart. makes sense at the end which is nice like especially with Catwoman I did not like her at first yeah because uh, she, I, I don't know she just felt very um, like I don't know what's the word she she, she just selfish I, I, I don't know but like closed I, I don't yeah, know I just, I just didn't it, she just didn't hmm. sit with me especially when she went into the club and she was like uh, looking at people, you know, and this. then she was just like, "Yeah, it was good," but at the same time, I was uh, nah, it, it was just not. It's all minor stuff, and it all got fixed by the end of the movie. But See, I think I, the yeah. problem with the yeah, movie well, is um three hours. <laughs> No, three uh, hours is okay. kind of I see, a long I see time the to point. I now see the point you're getting to. Okay. It all starts, yeah, like, it all makes sense now after all of these, <laughs> after the 20 minutes of me going like, what is this guy trying to say? Because I feel what you felt. It It is very long. You do feel the length of this film. But mm, some of the payoff yeah. is very much worth it. Uh, but maybe... The action the, scenes kind of um, 
make you I, kind of forget about the time because you know you're like oh that's cool you know and and things like that but when you watch it like the second time I'm at the start I'm just like that's why oh, I right. recommend watching it with clients that's why I was more able to just like enjoy it as is but I, I would say my experience was dampened a bit because I had to go to the washroom near the end because I drank too much water so I was like finish finish the movie I need to pay <laughs> but I, I, I think I understand where you're coming from It, but I would still give it a strong 9 out of 10 for me because some yeah, of the same yeah it's just this isn't um it's that's why again let's talk about the dark knight the dark knight is a movie that like every every scene like boom boom bang bang the every i i don't get what people say oh the dark knight is so dark blah 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 the pacing of the movie is like uh incredible just this scene that scene it builds and builds and builds it just never stops this movie yeah is, but it has the benefit of batman begins exactly. setting up the world already but no, with this mm. one they have to do that so it's Even not like the, we can take out the start of the movie you know what i mean if you take the out thing, the start, yeah. then the whole thing's not going to make sense. So, the thing with Batman needed, Be- but, uh. you know what? The thing about the Nolan Batman movies and Batman Begins, you still get that kind of really quick pace of Bruce going from A to B to C, you know? But over here, it takes its time. You know, you have uh, the Nirvana music playing. It, 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 it's more, it's slow, but I guess that's the point that they were trying to go for. And for some people who like movies that really build on atmosphere and, you know, take their time, then they're going to love this movie where they can just soak it all in. So some things just don't work for some people, I guess, and some things just do. But we'll see yeah. with the second one. I'm super excited for what the second one has to bring. But Oh, and the other thing I wanted to bring mm. up was the car. That car is amazing, but it makes no sense. What do you mean? Like, how the hell did he get it parked next to the warehouse? It's so damn loud. Oh, you mean how did he... See, I was thinking, how did he drive from... Yeah, how did he go with Gordon to uh, Penguin's <laughs> place? Right? Like, <laughs> the silence. Yeah, like, how did that like, As cool yeah, as yeah, the I car think. was in the chase and the sound of the car, especially in IMAX, it was amazing. And just seeing it raw, it was glorious, especially when and Penguin's looking at it and you can see the... <laughs> I don't know, I just had to say. Yes. No, but but basic the, the cinema was shaking and oh it was glorious. But that car does not make sense in terms of Batmaning. Like like how can you get that car anywhere? Like especially on stealth missions, it's just just like roaring everywhere it goes. Like those drug dealers would know when a big muscle car pulls outside. So like as nice as the car was, um I feel like a bit of logic was left there. Like, even the motorbike was more stealth, you know what I mean? Even with um, Selena, when she arrived in her motorbike, you know, like, uh, you know, they kind of like, kind of don't, like, <laughs> don't rev it so loud and they just kind of like sneakily go up the side yeah, and they but... park it far. But like, with the that car, they literally parked it right next to the warehouse in a prime location. <laughs> so like... No, but this Batman um, is man. very... When he... When he okay, there's two different Batman. There's stealth Batman, and he can do that pretty well when he has his bike, like you said, or he's just hiding. You never notice the guy. But there's a different type of Batman. The bat, this Batman who likes to instill vengeance and fear among the criminals. So that car works perfectly for the theatrical side of this guy. You know, when he wants people to mm. know his name, that scene where he's jumping out of the fire, and you're like, holy shit, that's a fucking Batman. You know, I think <laughs> that's why I love the Batman. You get two different sides of him. That's yeah. So I I get your I get your uh point about logic, but I think story wise, I think since he has such, he has such a wide array of tools at his disposal, there are different you know different uses for different tools essentially. Yeah, exactly. And but like mm-hmm. 
No, um, also, no, also the balance between Kaman Falcone and Riddler, I would say, was done very well. Like, because I when I watched it the second time, I was like, are we doing Carmine's uh, story or are we doing Riddler's story? And like, yeah, it's I've, easy yeah. to see the difference. Like, like when, when they flip Riddler's the main plot, Falcone is the subplot, I'd say. Uh... I guess, especially with 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 Selena and her mm. connection to to Carmine, but um no, but it was juggled pretty well. You know, what I mean, like um there wasn't a time where I was like, oh, go go back to the Riddler or go back to Carmine or or like I don't want to see this. I want to I want to see I want to see the Riddler. You you know, so um they really juggled it really well, and like with with Riddler, um. They they tied it well together, especially when when he shot Carmine, <laughs> like like he he chose the perfect place to yeah I know that's the thing that's why tied it together very nicely. So really, they they did two plots at the same time, which is kind of that, that's why which, which can be hard. Kept, that's why I kept saying the story. Well. The story is very smart. The way everything is told in this intricate, complex. It is complex, but I think. It, it all works perfectly. No, it, it webs together for me, nicely. For me, especially, the, yeah, yeah, the most impressive bit is still the writing. Yeah, because it, it just webbed together so well. Like, um, for, uh, you, you know, it too, the the clown, that horror clown movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's uh, that that one. That one the, the most the the fundament, there's a fundamental flaw in the way they tell the story, and I've given this analogy multiple times. Like, you go in a straight line, and then you have to focus on all the seven characters going through their own thing with it. So you get like the same thing repeated over and over again. Then you move on. Then for some reason, we have to meet the characters again, and you see the same thing over and over again. So it's like this really unstructured thing where it just feels like a slog. Now it feels very um disconnected. Like yeah, disjointed. No, so when you're going from one person to another, you don't understand why you're switching over. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like you're you're just okay. Then we need to after we show this guy, we need to show this guy. Then after this one, it's him. And then so so like it's there's like a. It's like you're checking checking off a tech uh, uh, <laughs> you're checking off a to-do list like that. So, but for this one, um you have Riddler bring the rat into the light and then because of that he has to go and combine. So it, it does make sense why he has to switch between the different stories and and like oh uh, find the rat. You know, so so it, it makes sense why they have to switch between the two stories and then why they had to settle Carmine's story first. And then only they can move on to the Riddler's main plot. So it really webbed together very well compared to just, okay, let's just do this, this, this. Then we can move on to the next act. You know, like it, does, it doesn't feel so um, sectioned off, if you get what I mean. So like, so they yeah. made a good movie. <laughs> it's what <laughs> you're trying to <laughs> No, but really it's so long. Like as good as it is, it's it's too long. Like, like a, a lot of my f- friends and... Uh, I, I took my dad to watch it as well. Um, all of them loved it. Um, everything about it was good except the length. People just really did not like the length. Like it was really felt the length. Like, I think the um, first time I saw it, I didn't feel it as much because I was. Uh, it's like uh, revealing this giant yes, uh, yes, a puzzle yes. piece. But then the second time, yeah, you can feel it. But see, this is not a movie that I'll be rewatching. Multiple times in the cinema. Anyway. I think with two times I've semi. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done too. And I'm when done. I do want to rewatch it at home, I'd probably skip ahead. Skip, yes. Or skip maybe ahead. plan ahead to watch it. Like I have my recliner or something, and I'm just enjoying the vibe. You get what I mean? But also, I have something I just want to touch on. If you had to, my bits on the spoiler review that really stood out for me, I'd say that 
the the funeral scene is still that moment where everything clicked, and I think from that point on, the movie just uh, blows up like a rocket ship in a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not, when not, the not, movie not, really starts moving. You know, what I mean, like yeah. before that, it's kind of um, kind and of like dragging its. I would slightly. say that yeah, Paul Dano, Paul Dano as the Riddler is the best part of the film for me, and yes. he's very Heath Ledger esque. And I'm not saying is he as good as Heath Ledger. I'm not interested in having that conversation. But the way that he played the character was so fascinating that you're like completely just mesmerized and entranced with all his little subtleties and movements, right? Like the scene where in the funeral scene where he's talking to uh, what's his face, Gil, and the little don't what is it you deserve to die after what you did that so those little ticks that you're just you, uh, just incredibly impressed with that performance right that, <laughs> no, uh, and, yeah, the and no um also i like how he played it different like um in in the arkham knight game uh, is it arkham knight yeah i think it's arkham knight um riddler in that game is a very cocky little shit which annoyed the hell out of me he's like you know my superior intellect is really so much more than yours and her so like um i i was really happy he didn't do that because i i do not <laughs> it's, it just gets annoying after a while like i like the few quips that he did like oh you're not as smart as i thought you were you, you know like small quips like that but like the one from the arkham knight really started to get annoying like he was just like you know uh primitive beings such as yourselves are not yeah but that, to, that is a riddler, level of his, his, <laughs> but that's a again a different type of riddler that we're uh dealing with but and I think yeah, but uh, yeah. this this Riddler that they chose to do or or like no, but here's they, the second bit I want to bring up when it comes to the rewatch is that I mentioned this last week about how I thought this film was very smart and I've said this multiple times you know smart writing and all that but on the first watch you only get the nuance of the Riddler is in love with the Batman in a lot of ways you know what I mean he <laughs> sees them as working together and you only get that at the end at the interrogation scene but now you really do see it throughout the whole film right with the cards with their interactions you're like oh yeah this guy is in they they, they have a special relationship and it's not like as something as boring as like, i'm out to kill you because of this do you know what i mean the riddler's generally mm. insane to believe that um yeah that relationship that he has with batman or he thinks that he has with batman and also no, and the, i also like that he thinks that batman can solve his riddles because in um some, some of if you the, say arkham knight again <laughs> no uh, there was one meme that came out it was damn funny because for arkham knight in order to finish the oh, game God. fully you Riddler need to trophies. collect all of the Riddler trophies and then there was like only way for Batman to finish the, the movie is to collect all 300 Riddler trophies. <laughs> but um, no, but Riddler uses the riddles well. Like it's not um, he does want Batman to solve them and they are meant to be solved and he does expect them to be solved. And he's like, surprised when um, it's not solved at the end with the garden. Yes, bullshit. as well, because there's a lot of annoying ones where I made this riddle unsolvable and then he solves it and he's like, what? It's a, How it's did a genuine, you solve it, it's this? It's a genuine like, cat and mouse game between the two of them. Very similar yeah, he, he to, have you ever seen the film to... 7? Because there are some similar. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good movie. came out 1995, I think. You, if you see that movie, you can see a lot of where the uh, the inspiration for the Batman came from. I think it's on Netflix right now. I highly no, recommend as, you watch it. It's directed yeah, as, by David Fincher, who did Zodiac, Social Network. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Quite especially tough. when he he went down to the cafe to, to drink the coffee, 
and he wanted to be captured because he needed to be captured in order to talk to Batman. And it's very smart. And everything has been set into place already. You know, I mean, he's not needed anymore, so he doesn't mind to go. So like, it's it's he he they played um with so well because this this is what a a a really genius guy would do it will all be set it's not like a stupid thing like what you found me how you know that that would have been so annoying like what i planned this all the way this is not how this was supposed to be you know like like the only time he breaks down was when batman doesn't like him which is like yeah and how creepy that was especially with the music and everything like it was it was amazing like really well done like yeah but the part that he didn't know how to um predict was the social aspect like with batman you know like he doesn't he doesn't understand how people act kind of so because of that he 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 thought that Batman will be happy with him and and like really like him, but then when he realized he doesn't, so so that that makes sense and not not the logical bit because he he's supposed to be a genius. He's supposed to know how everything's gonna happen. So they did it correctly in this one. He he knew that he wanted to be captured. He knew the plans in place. He even if Batman finds out everything, it's already set in motion. He can't do anything. You know. So they really made Riddler a proper villain here and not just a cocky. S that just going around saying like I'm a superior man, you know, <laughs> like people will be looking down uh, in the future will be worshiping me or or something stupid like that. So like they they really they did Riddler so well, which shows that it's not just about Joker. That that's the thing when they brought back Joker at the end, I'm so pissed. Like like come on, yeah, that, that scene there's... annoys me. It really gets on my nerves. I dis I despise that scene. I As, I yeah. I really they should have taken that out. Or if you want, put it as an end credit scene. Fine, so no, I can even... leave before it happens. It, it's still annoying. It still doesn't. It just doesn't work. It's just so dumb. Because no, even like, if you want to do it, no, why you are they? Wh- why would you put these two villains in such close proximity to each other? <laughs> like what the fuck is no. going on there? It's like why would you put? I don't know Bin Bin Laden and Saddam Hussein in the same room. Like, why would you? No, do but that? they they don't. Saddam, all, they should put no, them both in. That there's one thing I really do like about the BVS film is they just section Lex Luthor off in his own isolated cell because you don't want his villains mingling. No, but but no. no, no but I, in terms of no, the think, story, you know, like like they, I think they don't know that they're gonna become these kind of big villains and stuff like that. so they just think that they're regular inmates and just put them next to each other. No, but to me, yeah, but why can't they talk been, to each other? <laughs> why can they, why do you let them talk like no but no but i'm i'm okay with that scene if it wasn't joker like i would have preferred someone else like scarecrow it's quite funny because on paper oh. you'd be like oh we'll set up the best villain batman has the joker and then they put him in but then i think everyone who's seen the movie is just like uh really you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing interesting about i so far that the performance that uh Druig is breaking to the Joker to me anyway. Like I literally was just like, oh, that's Druig one. No, that's why a two. few people the in dialogue my dialogue was just get quite excited when I think it's saw... exciting when you see it. They were just like, oh my god, it's Joker. But for me, I was like, oh no. The dialogue is Joker, just very the dialogue is surprisingly poor for that scene, besides the video, right? Like, hey, 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 you did good. I was just like, oh, it sounds so forced and corny, but let's move on to I think stuff that we actually like rather than dwell on. No, no, but still. 
No, I, I, I mean, do like, have. I have some things I just want to like bring up. I'd say like one thing we haven't covered besides the scene with the Batmobile is that I get really giddy. Like I just have the biggest smile on my face with the action sequences. Like from uh, some of the best aspects of this movie are the technical ones. The cinematography by Greg Frazier, who did Rogue One and I believe Dune, as well as the score by Michael Giacchino. So Batman's first flight, I'm gonna call it. It's just shot really well, and you do get that sense of awe, wonder, excitement that I think every superhero movie should, you know, just uh, just something giddy that makes the little kid in you go like, yay, this is so much fun, Batman's flying. And the way it's shot was just super impressive. And I think, as we mentioned, multiple times with the uh, Batmobile chase, just a pure excellence in sound design sound editing not not just that, that scene for me it's the entire movie with the sound design and mixing yeah. like funnily it, enough I, I said the rain in IMAX was far better than in Dolby which I was surprised <laughs> by I didn't feel the rain in Dolby which I was like hmm, this is kind of disappointing <laughs> feel the rain. but in IMAX but, I generally felt like the back was it was raining in the cinema no, and especially like how they bring out the sound of the boots tapping on the ground mm, boom, and boom. like um, especially when uh, not there's so almost every scene like they just I wonder how mix this it movie would so well like especially really you know headphones. when um, when Coulson walks back to his car there's yeah. one shot where they are showing from inside the car you can actually hear the Riddler breathing in the yeah. car which which is so like it like of course you know it's gonna happen so but they even hint towards it I only got it like the second time I watched it but Really, they 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 mix it so well, and um, they they use it to, like uh, especially when they went to the orphanage. You know, when when that uh that uh joggy or whatever just came out of nowhere, and then they played like the, you know the the that high pitched violin like <laughs> sound like it really scared the shit out of me. And then like um, when like Riddler was singing Ave Maria, you know, like how the Ave music starts to swell. And then with Batman banging on the glass, like really they just bring out the, the things that yeah. need to be brought out and just pushes the scene forward. Like you're especially with the yeah, even the, the Ave Maria, like if, if they just played him singing it, it wouldn't have been as as nice as with how the music just started to swell and then like how um Batman was just like how they made the banging on the glass like like vibrate, like like you know how glass would continue to vibrate after he like they really brought that forward so that you can really feel the the tension like really so well done in every scene with yeah just every, throughout the whole movie just really they, they just did the sound so well I, I that's why I'm still blown away how the Oscars can snub sound because but sound not makes snubbing. it's not the Oscars I'm not blaming the Oscars I'm blaming ABC right now because apparently ABC forced the Oscars to do that to cut down on the show uh, okay, so it's, whatever, kind of, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense. Not but sound, we all, everyone I'm can sure. agree that sound, every aspect that goes into making a film is incredibly important. And the fact that snubbing it is, has always been uh, ludicrous because everyone no, deserves well. their, their time on stage. And not to mention, they don't even get much time on a normal show. Like They give five minutes to the best actors and actresses to speak during the Oscars, right? But they don't give, they barely give any time to the sound. They give like 40 seconds anyway. So they're already snubbing them. They've been snubbing them prior to this and now they're snubbing them even further. But yeah, you heard something yeah, to say? But no, but it's just all these aspects. If you get them all right, it's okay. But for like Batman, this is, this is, if someone wants to tell me like how, why is sound important? I'll just show them this damn movie because that is how sound should be. This is the pinnacle of 
using sound to push a movie forward, if you get what I mean. So like, <laughs> just that sound, really the just how they mixed it is is incredible. I just really have no words to say, say how well they they mix the sound. Like um, yeah, <laughs> the sound just blew me. Is that it? <laughs> no, I have, yeah. no, I have no That's words. I'm, I'm just... I, it's so well done. I just keep complimenting the damn sound, especially when my dad was... I was watching it with my dad and I was just like, like listen. I was just like, listen. I, I told him to listen like 20 times in the movie because it was so well done. And then after we the movie finished, I was just telling him about like how the Riddler was breathing and, and how, how they, they they created the suspense and then like scenes where there shouldn't be, they, they just kept it quiet and then like even when, when Coulson's jacket blew up and it was like, three, two, one, boom! Like, like, and then after that, the ringing with the, when, when the cops started coming and everything, it's so well mixed, like, well mm, done. I, I didn't see the, I didn't see the guy that did this or the people who did the sound, but, well done, boys. <laughs> like, really well. So, if done. there's any, if we do another best of awards at the end of the year, we know who's. It's gonna be a very hard to top the Batman in terms of best sound mixing, editing, design, and all that good stuff. But see, I don't know why I, it impressed me, but a lot of it for me is still the writing of this movie, the direction they took with Batman. So I guess just to end on the final scene that made me go. A lot of people have said like, oh, I didn't really feel the chemistry between like. Uh, Catwoman and Batman I think you are one of them so I don't yeah. see them in the sense like a romantic relationship where they can go dance off into the sunset right but I think yes. again the relationship between Alfred and Catwoman and Batman that triangle as they are dealing with their own personal uh, grievances uh, that sort of thing uh, it's still that powerful look where Batman shoots himself with the adrenaline right and I never really saw it as a romantic relationship but the care that Batman or Bruce Wayne thought that he could never have for someone after being so, you know, losing his parents, yeah. that sort of thing. So that, yeah, I, I think, think that, that's, the, I yeah. think the love that, that makes sense to me, uh, the love for, you know, Alfred as well as Catwoman. So I think the next movie that we get, it's going to build on that relationship of how Elf, Bruce is going to re- reconcile with Alfred. That we get to the point that we're more familiar with and I think that's going to be very beautiful and it's the same yeah, thing the... where people go like Spider-Man I, I think you know like oh this Spider-Man's not swinging this what? Uh, no he's why is he in this grimy not grimy but he, I, I want to see Spider-Man have a big epic swing you know what I mean at the mm, yeah, people yeah. didn't get in Homecoming or Far From Home but again by the end of the trilogy, it all makes sense. So I think, in many ways, this movie should have been called, I guess, Becoming Batman, you know? So I think... Yeah, but... Uh, no, yeah, I, I totally agree with you with the but Catwoman the, thing. That's like, the thing. It the didn't thing feel just, romantic. Uh, I think that was the thing that... Yeah, I, I don't think it was saying. never meant to be romantic. I don't think mm, so. It yeah, wasn't like okay, this... Okay, that makes ep- sense. That it wasn't this... Sense. I never felt that epic sweeping romance, but, uh, you know, human beings no, but love it was each a other few, in different ways rather things. than just... Kissy kissy. I don't know. I think it's just more. Yeah, like yeah. As long as playing, it's not kissy kissy, you know, like it's not really playing kissy. around. If you want like huge romance, like swoon over heels, then you have something like Rachel and what's her yeah. face? Rachel and Batman. <laughs> that one is more like I love you with all my heart. Blah, blah, blah. Let's spend all our days in the sunset. We don't have that here. It's it's totally different, and it works just as well. But yeah, you have any final thoughts? Um. In- Works just as well. I think it was fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah, because it does push Batman to open up 
a bit more. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why so selfish and care. like not not selfish, but like reclusive. Like he can care about another. Yeah, he can care about another person. You know what I mean? That's how so, I see. Because um, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot yeah, of the ways we kind of a lot of the ways we kind of just go into things expecting this, but I think we get a different thing, and I think we just kind of have to open eyes and be more expecting towards this thing. But all I can say is I'm excited for the Batman two and the Batman three and the Penguin spin-off show, the world that Matt Reeves and everyone around him has created. Uh, I hope this is a singular verse that can you know doesn't have to you don't need superman you don't need all this wonder woman yeah we don't need powers here i like, think it's, it's just a very nice is. batman and i think um, pe- again when people start comparing the batman to the dark knight i'm just like why are you comparing the second movie? you just did it twice <laughs> i know i know but why are you comparing the second movie to this first movie right now that uh, the world has been established they can just go ham in the next one they can go uh crazy and hopefully I will be happy I will be the most the happiest person in the world if I see the Batman 2 in 2025 or whenever it comes out and I walk out of that cinema going that was better than The Dark Knight because I've seen I I would be extremely happy I don't care if it what is it takes away from oh no it was better I'm not why would I feel sad about that that would be the dumbest thing ever I just saw a better movie (laughs) actually speaking I am better off (laughs) it's it's extremely stupid I don't know I just I think I've also become very jaded with a lot of the comparisons or dialogues that we that I used to be a part of you know like the Marvel or DC sort of thing uh, comparing every inch I'm just like as long as I have a better experience or and, and if I have a good time at the movies I am happy and well off I don't know that's that's all my notes yeah, for, to end off on the yeah, Batman for, for, I guess. yeah but for me the Batman we can all agree well. that it was just a great time at the movies and like we said last week we had Spider-Man three months ago we have Batman we have Doctor Strange 2 coming out it's a yeah. good time to be a superhero no. comic book movie fan. Yeah, but for the second Batman, um, I make I it, really hope don't they make don't it do feel Joker. the length. I don't think I they really, will. I don't think they I will because Matt Reeves has come out a few times saying that. It, see, that's the funny thing. He has come out and said it wasn't his intent to set up the Joker. But you know what's funny? It feels that way. We can't change how we feel about that thing. I think. But if you want me to play devil's advocate, I could go and say it's also setting up the pieces maybe I, I think I would like to see the Joker for Batman 3 maybe I think for yes, the, maybe yes, the yes, third yes. or the fourth one that could be interesting but again we all want to see something new and I trust in Matt Reeves to do the right thing with everything he's learned from the Batman so I'm that's no, I'm looking not, at like, what he's done I re- I want him to do any villain except Joker I like think, you could do Mr. Freeze you could do Mr. Penguin you could do or, or Mr. Freeze okay yeah no, no. <laughs> like, like, it's all good, but um, yeah, it's all, it's, I'm ex- yeah, anything for, for me. It, uh, I'm not as worried because uh, I yeah, I just trust him to tell the story that he wants to tell. You know, I don't think we can order a story per se because you know how this movie came about. He was actually supposed to direct the Ben Affleck script. Oh, uh, I see. In 2017, but then but he really he, wanted to do his own thing. Then he went like, it's a good script, but he doesn't feel that he can his own stamp that sort of thing like it's not mm. the story that he wants to tell and we got the story that he wants to tell and it has worked magnificently both critically box office wise it looks like a as we said previously all oh. DC had to do was just make good movies so oh yeah oh, he, but one small thing would you remember he said that there was a four hour version 
Um, yeah. The, the <laughs> no, 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 you know, like it would can I want to more. watch more of the Batman? Yeah, sure. If anything, like we said, this movie could have used been longer, but I think mm, it might not have worked as the movie. Maybe I I don't know. But if you ask me, would you watch the movie? Yes, I would. Would I watch it in cinemas tomorrow? No. Ask me again in a month, maybe. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, month, I, I, would. I I I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. I like would. I like how um I like how Justice League did it with the Snyder Cut. At first, home. I was like. Ah oh, shit! But no, um, but yeah. no, but the four hours at home, you got time to take it in. You got time to pause. You got time to do like, like, like no, really what just works, enjoy it and live, watch yeah. it over and over again. And it brings um, uh, more traffic to Bat- HBO. To, to to HBO and to HBO. the Justice League. HBO. So HBO. um, I would really love if when they launch Batman on on streaming. Have like two versions, the normal version and the four-hour cut, Reeves cut. I don't know what they're gonna call it, but um, that would be nice because. But it's two different. It will things, add, right? it, it adds something else. It's kind of like bonus features, you know, like like yeah. it, it just it's adds same. something else. Would you? Would I like to see all the scenes they shot for Spider-Man: Homecoming? Yes. Would I like to see all the scenes that they shot for the Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, sure. I mean, any movie we just we want to see what was not in the movie. I think it's both a very interesting exercise. Nah, but I don't want to, to see, see it like uh, how what they did with Avengers Endgame to try and get it to top the box office. Remember they showed um, they, they just they put re- together some deleted it. scenes at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was bullshit. Like that was. Really? I thought it was. I thought it was fun. Like why not? If you want to see some deleted scenes, sure. You got no, I mean. but like even the CGI wasn't done, and like it, it was really uh... just. You know, it's just like, oh well, uh, we 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 knew that we are not gonna put it into the movie, yeah, yeah, so okay, we just no. then then we have an issue kind of half because it. Yeah, because so like, if you want Reeves to put in the f- scenes that was not meant to be in the three hour cut, then they wouldn't have VFX. That I don't think there is much point to really. I think they don't see the money. The money just doesn't make sense from a financial standpoint to put in. But the then work. why did they do it for Justice League then? Snyder the Snyder Cut. Cut is totally... I think it's a totally different story because you had this... Uh, it's not that people wanted it, but 2017... And then it came out what, during the pandemic, I think? Like 2020, 2021. I think HBO Max was looking for content to put up. And then I think, you know, even initially, Warner Brothers was just like, let's just release the cut with no VFX. You get what I mean? Why not? Let's just do that. But oh, then man. Snyder was like, yeah, Hell if no. I'm going to show my vision... And finally get my time in the spotlight. You're going to put what seventy million, hundred million? I think the whole thing costs hundred million. So it's a huge, it's actually quite a huge financial risk investment. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah that's the word. Yeah, <laughs> who knew I forget the word investment? But yes, it's a huge financial investment to start with. So I think if hmm. so, not, let, me, sure let me let me retook the question. It, yeah. Okay, would you you get to see the Reeves cut, four hour cut, but it still has unfinished VFX or not polished sound? Would you still want to see it? I still would. I wouldn't mm. mind. I just watch it for uh, curiosity. For me, it's more curiosity about seeing what made it into the film, why it didn't work, understanding how he chose yeah, to I, tell I, the I story. Guess. It's it's more of yeah, the curiosity rather than that because yeah, no, because um with uh Justice League, they completely changed a lot of things in the story. Like things were just completely different, and um, it's two different visions. This is the same vision, just long. No, but with yeah, yeah. So this one is the same. Thing again, so by the end of the movie, they're gonna end up end up in the same place, but with Justice League, they ended up in 
quite a different place. But you so, would still watch it. Would you still watch it if it was available to you? Unfinished VFX, though. If I told you right now I have a copy of the Flower Reef card and I could send yeah. it to you right now, would you? Are you going to watch it or are you going to be like, nah, it's okay, thank you? Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think it. I would. But no, but like you say, if it's going to be this difficult to to clean up the to do the VFX, like we need significant investment in order to make it uh, nice. Yeah, like like a like a proper film, then yeah, maybe it's pointless. But I think it just no. But uh, if if there was a four hour, um, fully done VFX one, definitely no, if, I watched it. If that. if he said, I think I'd be more interested if he said this four hour cut. It's my version of the movie, but the studios told me to cut it down to three hours. Then I would watch the four hour cut. But like I'm pretty sure the three hour cut that exists right now is very much the film that he wanted to. Yeah, and they still end up in the same place. So even if you watch the three hour or the four hour, it's still gonna end up in the same place. It's just more scenes. It's just more scenes that you kind of just want to. Yeah, like with um, with uh Justice League, they they did kind of shuffle a lot of the story so that it ended like uh significantly. More di- di- different when they alluded to like dark side and and other stuff. So like, it's uh, yeah, no, one, one I I wait, I actually so it felt like, like a completely different. I actually movie. did like Justice League twenty seventeen, but I refer to that movie as like this Saturday morning cartoon, like yes, two hours, yes, just yeah. just quick non, no, I don't say even nonsense, just like some peppy humor, this humor sprinkled in. It just tells like a fun story of bringing Superman back to life. You have some cartoony ass action sequences at the end. It's fine. It's a two hour cut. That's pretty pretty fun. I, but you turn to the four hours Zack Snyder Justice League it's a completely different movie about that explores you know the mythology of these heroes you get six different character arcs that uh, and and the continuation of the story that Snyder was trying to tell with Man of Steel BVS the two different completely different animals so the four hour review probably isn't different thematically or story wise it just has more pieces of content and the point I think for me is that I would love to spend more time in this world. So if you give me one hour more of this world that I could watch from the comfort of my own home, sure, why not? Mm, yeah, I guess. But now, actually thinking about it with how Justice League completely changed to a different movie uh, in, in terms of like um, the feel of the movie and how they um, changed the storyline here and there so that it got better <laughs> so like uh, so with this Batman they're going if they're going to end up in the same place and it's the same vibe and most of the things are, are the same yeah it's kind of pointless to, to invest like 100 million yeah. or something I, I don't think it to... costs 100 million maybe less because like Justice League you're yeah, going from I... a one hour film to like four hours so there's probably a lot more no because even with the four hour Batman cut they filmed it all you know what I mean they don't need to re-go back and, and they, no they didn't film anything for Justice League I think the only thing oh, they, they filmed didn't? was oh. just the end and that one Snyder shot in his backyard if I'm not mistaken or something like that <laughs> oh okay <Or> like... <laughs> but yeah 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 so I guess it's pretty pointless but yeah, interested to see what they do with Batman. Whatever happens, we're excited like, for Batman 2. Batman 3, we're excited for... What were we talking about earlier? Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're excited for a lot of things and we will be watching them and probably talking about it on this podcast. Hopefully not as lengthy as this one. Maybe it will be. Who knows? Whatever the show may dictate. But uh, thank you for... I, I wonder who's actually listening to this whole one hour, 20 minute discussion. Uh, <laughs> not. But if you are, thank you, I guess. <laughs> many 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 thanks but yeah this is uh you can find us on what you think podcast on instagram twitter at what you think pod if you like this episode just let, let us know if you're out there you know where it seems like we are nasa putting out 
signals into space, wondering if there's alien life. So if you are there, ping back right at us. And this is, I guess, Momo signing off for Jang as uh, well. You can say bye-bye if you want, and we'll see you next week. Well, maybe we'll be talking about turning event. I have no idea. Uh, maybe they'll drop another trailer on us. Maybe the Thor 4 trailer will finally come out. That movie's Ooh. supposed to come out in June, you know? I, I keep on forgetting that movie's a thing. That movie is coming out july 2022 so the trailer should come out soon we'll see maybe it'll come out for dr strange too um just keep in touch of everything that we have to talk about on in the world of film television or whatever <laughs> arkham night games that we do go on tangents on on this show this is momo signing off for jang thank you for joining us and bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.